Hello and welcome to Renewing Your Mind, a web-based ministry of South Bay Community Church located in Fremont, California. It is our prayer that today's broadcast will be a blessing to you. Let us prepare our hearts to hear the word of the Lord. It's good to see a lot of familiar faces, but some of you I don't know. I used to serve here. I was one of the associate pastors here under the leadership of Dr. Stan Long. He taught me a lot of stuff. I didn't forget most of it. Some of it I still remember, so that's good. One thing I want to give you a clue. If I say something good, you can say amen, okay? It's okay. Let's practice. Okay, good. All right, so we got that down. I'm still a visitor, so you got to treat me. Right, all right? God is good. You know, this is a church that, that sets the criteria for how I look for a church for my family and myself. I got my, I got my spiritual bones in this church. I sat every Tuesday with Dr. Long as he helped me to learn how to serve and to serve well. Service is what God requires of us. You know, I always ask people, you want to be great? No, you don't, huh? Well, if you don't want to be great, don't serve. But if you want to be great, God says the greatest among you will serve, will humble yourselves and serve. And I'm going to tell you this, I am a servant. I serve every day. One of the things that I love about the service that God allows me to do is that he gives me the opportunity every morning to get up. He gives me the opportunity to get up. And so I get up with thanksgiving and hunger. Because I thirst for God's word each and every day. You know, I, I, I serve in a hospital. I'm, I'm the director of chaplaincy at a hospital called Emmanuel Medical Center. Um, I call it God with us hospital. And the fact is God has allowed me some tremendous opportunity. You know, when they called me and they said, we want you to be a chaplain. I said, what is a chaplain? I'm a pastor. I don't know about chaplaincy. But God has taught me some things in that role that have blown my mind. I'm so grateful to God for allowing me to be a servant, for allowing me to see his hand every single day in what I do. Sometimes I come in, I'm so excited about what I'm about to experience. It's just like Eunice can tell you, I'm I'm leaving the house at 530 like a jet propelled engine because I'm excited about what God is going to show me in the course of a day. See, the beautiful thing is our God never sets up. People say, how do you hear from God? I said, he never shuts up. He's always talking to me. But the fact is, there's some key things, and we'll talk about that as we go get into the message. You know, but when I get here, I tell you, I get excited about seeing people that I know, and that is a great thing. I get, you know, I tell you, sometimes I get rattled. This week I got a little rattled. You know, my wife was in an accident, uh, just all kind of crazy stuff. I've been battling with insurance companies. And, and the fact is, that stuff is real. But the beautiful part is, is that my God is above all of that. My God is the source of all things. I can go to my God and I can say, God, I need help. And my God will help me. He will help you too. See, that's the key. When we understand that, that is what God wants me to do. You know, so like I said, when I get rattled sometimes, like I was so rattled this week, I sent Tammy the wrong message. I sent her a message I'm preaching next week. And it was so good. Let me tell you, I gave myself the right hand of fellowship I tied, and I said, Lord, I'm ready to serve. Anyway, that, but that, if you want to hear that message, you got to come to Turlock. Anyway, next week. 
But don't get me wrong. I'm not here to be the hired gun to talk about stewardship. Stewardship is an honor when we start to look at who our source is, when we understand that. So bow with me for a word of prayer. Pray for me. I have a little laryngitis. Sometimes it comes in and sometimes it goes out. But I know you're a praying church. And so I'm glad to be here and just thankful to know that God has brought me here today. Amen. Amen. Father, in Jesus' name, I want to thank you for the honor and the privilege to serve you. You're such a great God. You're a compassionate God. You're a loving God. You're a faithful God. You're an honorable God. You're considerate of all my ways. Lord, you work out things way before I even ask most of the time. And so, God, I'm asking you, God, to allow your spirit to speak through me. I'm asking you, God, to humble me right now and allow me, Lord, to be used by you. So, Lord, into your hands, I even commit my total spirit, and I ask you, God, to use me. From the crown of my head to the soles of my feet, I'm asking you, Lord, to anoint me with your spirit and allow the ears of every person here, Lord, those that you prepared the way for, Lord, I'm asking you to touch them right now. And, Lord, allow them to know that you're with me and you'll never leave me or forsake me. I ask that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Boy, so God is good. I'm going to start speaking to you from uh, 1 Corinthians. I'm going to do, use the Message Bible. Uh, kind of like the Message Bible because uh, it kind of fits what we're talking about today when we speak about stewardship. So I'm going to be in 1 Corinthians 12, verse 7. I mean, verse 1. And I'm going to skip down to 4 and read through 7. So if you're Just bear with me for a moment. I'm going to read God's word. What I want to talk to you about is not various uh, ways God's spirit uh, works in our lives. This is a complex and often misunderstood. But I want you to be informed and knowledgeable. God's various gifts are handed out everywhere. But they all originate in God's spirit. God's various ministries are carried out everywhere, but they all originate in God's spirit. God's various expressions of power are in action everywhere, but God himself is behind them all. Each person is giving something special to do to show who God is. Let me read that line again. Each person is given something to do that shows who God is. Everyone gets into it. Everyone benefits. All kinds of things are handed down by God, by the Spirit, and unto all kinds of people. So nobody's exempt. God has given each of us a gift. You know, sometimes they 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 are they evolve slowly. Sometimes, you know, things happen and we get a we get a glimpse of our gift. I have to mention some years ago. I was in a situation where um, I was called in the middle of the night to come to the bedside of a patient. And I was serving here at the time. I was a, you know, associate pastor. And the person that I was there with, I was holding her hands and she died. I could feel the life leave her body. I never experienced that ever in my life before. And I remember calling Dr. Long that day. And I said, Pastor, what do you do when... People that you're praying for, and the next thing you know, they, they die, and they leave right there. You know, they die in your, in, in your arms. And he says, I've been doing this for 40 years. That never happened to me. And I was like, wow. 
And then shortly after that, I got shipped to Kansas City for nine years, three months, and 13 days. <laughs> I had no idea what that was all about. I thought I was going to be a pastor of a church. But actually, I was going to be educated in the spirit. God took that place and transformed me, not only as a man, as a husband, as a father, no longer the same guy that left here that time those years ago. It's interesting how God uses some things like that. You know, as I reflect on that, God was directing me back then. I had no idea that's what he was doing, but that's exactly what he was doing. He sent me to Kansas City so I could learn how to reflect. He sent me to Kansas City so I could get intimate with him. He sent me to Kansas City so that I didn't know anybody. So he said, one thing I want you to learn is me. So through that time, I started reading the Bible on a regular basis. I mean, of course, I read it all the time, but not like I read it there. Because God said, okay, we're going to get into this thing. And so for the last 13 years, I read the Bible through every year. Not for exercise or because it's a good thing, but I read it through because I wanted to get, I says, God, if you're real, I want to know how real you are. Because right now, everybody that I know, they're gone. During the first couple months of ministry there, I lost my father, my, you know, my mom soon after. I mean, you know, the whole life just changed. Then I came here, back here, three years ago, back to Turlock, California. And uh, I didn't know he was going to put me in the cornfield, but the fact is, <laughs> I kind of love it there, you know. It's something about how God does it. When he does it, when he plants you and you understand God, it really starts to help you deal with some things. I remember way back in the day, Dr. Long told me, he says, when I used to meet with him on every Tuesday in his office, he'd have me in and he says, okay, he had me going through my ministry role, what I was doing. He says, our number one thing is to make God look good. Remember that, Doc? Make God look good. That's what we do. So, you know, one of the key things now is I kind of upgraded a little bit. I say, I come to reflect God. You know, you can reflect God too. But see, we can't reflect God from our own self. We have to spend some time in the throne room. And sometimes it's, it's rough in that place. I mean, when I say it's rough, sometimes it takes out the impurities of who we are, and they're exposed right before our very eyes. And then we have to confess who we are to this God who already knows who we are, but the beautiful part is when we purge that stuff from our lives, God is ready to use us in a mighty way. I'm, again, I always say I'm so grateful about what I see God doing because God has shown me that when I understand my identity in Christ as the source of my life, stewardship becomes easy. See, because I'm not worried about what you think about me or anybody else. The fact is, I'm worried about what he thinks of me. But the fact I already know, based on how, how I've experienced him, I already know what he thinks of me because I read it every day. I promised God some years ago that I would never leave my house unless I spend some time with him. So you know what that does? I get up at 3 o'clock every morning, and I spend some time with God. Because I know that when I go to that hospital and people are 
Some of them are in pretty bad situations. Some of them die. Some of them have great things happen. But the fact is, God uses those times for us, for me and him, to share. I can't give anything to anyone that I haven't put into myself. So when I come to the hospital each morning, I want to have a full tank. I don't want to be running on empty because if I'm on empty, I can't say, no, I can't even say a prayer on empty because it comes from me. And I don't want anything to come from me. I want it to come from my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So I'm asking him to school me in the morning. God, this is a simple prayer that I pray every day. I said, Lord Jesus, show me what you want me to see and teach me what you want me to know. And every day, every single day, God shows me some fantastic thing about life. You know, one of the beautiful things that you and I have right now from God is God says, what a marvelous love the Father has extended to us. Just look at it. We're called the children of God. I'm a child of God. You're a child of God. And through being a child, he's given you and I some gifts. We've got some things to share. You know, when I'm on um, September um, 22nd of 2014, uh, I was in Stanford, and I had some major surgery for cancer. And this guy had given me this pamphlet, John Piper pamphlet, and it said, don't waste your cancer. And when I looked at that, I was like, who would give me some stuff like this? No, I mean, I'm, I'm sick, and they have here giving me, don't waste your cancer. I'm I'm thinking, hey, this may be the last hoorah. That's how I was feeling. But when I got out of that whole situation, God gave me some insight and more understanding on what he meant. And through my cancer, God has given me a whole new ministry. I serve at the cancer center, partnering with Stanford hospitals, and I serve as a chaplain there. And and when you come into this, this, this area, there's my pictures on the wall. And it says, if you need spiritual help, this is who you need to see. That, that's not anything to brag about. That's just how God will take something that you surrender to him, and he'll use it for his glory. See, he wants, to, he wants you to surrender yourselves and each part of who you are to him. And he knows we're flawed. He knows I'm flawed. He knows that I don't have it all together, but he takes what I give, and he doesn't waste it. He doesn't waste a thing. God uses every ounce of what we do. And so the whole time I was thinking, what a wasted life I had in Kansas City, God was actually developing me. He was developing me in in this thing about this one-on-one relationship because I didn't have no friends. I had to find a friend. So why not Jesus? That's the best friend I can find, amen? See, one of the things that when we realize that we're children, that's who we really are. And that's, what the, that's why the world doesn't recognize us. See, people know that when I come to work that there's things going on with me because I post pictures on Facebook. Some of y'all know that too. This week, my wife had an accident. The last 13 days have been rough. They've been rough. But you know what? Instead of saying, oh, God. Why me? I said, God, what are you trying to teach me in this? What do I need to learn in this situation? And God does not waste it. 
He wants his children to be comfortable in calling him, and not only calling him, but knowing that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. That's a beautiful piece, boy, I tell you. That gives me confidence to go to him and say, I mean, a lot of times I go to him in tears, but I found out in the scriptures that he catches every one of my tears in a teacup. A lot of people tease me about me. You crying all the time? Yeah, I do. I cry because of the faithfulness of God. He's been so faithful to me. I can't say enough about how good God has been in my life. As I sit back and I look through the struggles, you know, we are going to struggle. But I tell you, struggle goes better with Jesus. I, I mean, I'm, I'm not professing anything that you probably don't know. Because all of us have been through tests. You've been through some tests. But you got to go through some tests so you can have testimony. If you ain't had no money going on. You're going to have something. Watch and see. I tell you, it's, that's how it works. But when we have that, don't get caught up in thinking, this is a terrible thing. Because I found that every time I've been in a struggle, God has brought me out. And not only has he brought me out, but he's shown me something that he's used in the struggle to make me a better person. The world don't understand that. I, I don't expect to get a lot of applause from that. Because the fact is, many of us, we don't want to go through struggles. We don't want to be uncomfortable. We're not for God or anybody else. But the fact is, those are the mechanisms for which God uses to draw his children into intimacy. If you ever ask God for intimacy, you better be ready for it because it's coming. But see, each of us has something that God wants to use, and sometimes it's through intimacy that he purges it out of us and allows it to to grow into this full manifestation. You know, as I mentioned, Eunice had an accident the other day, and, and you know, God is just faithful about how he, how he does stuff. I was, in the, I was on my way to the cancer center. It's about a mile. I walk everywhere. So I was walking to the cancer center, and I get a call on the phone. This guy says, your wife was in an accident. I said, what? He said, your wife was in an accident. I said, where? He says, on Broadway and whatever the street was. I said, when? He says, right now, she's in the car. I hung up the phone, ran across the parking lot, through the hospital, jumped in my car, parked three blocks down the street, and ran to the scene, and I wasn't even huffing and puffing. That's how God does it. I get to the scene, and they said, and the police, the popo, police, excuse me, the police is there, and he says, you guys step back, the chaplain's here. I said, He's talking about me. <laughs> the fire department was there. Ambulance driver, and the ambulance driver tells Eunice, we're going to get you out of the car. They got her out. She's standing there. She says, you may as well go with him because I think he can get you served faster than we could, which was true. I called the hospital. I said, I'm on my way. It's an emergency. Please have a room ready for my wife. I get to the hospital. The emergency room is packed. People standing there all the guy looks at me and says, take your wife to room three. That's how God does it. See, when, when, you commit it to, when you commit to him, that's what he does. He says, I work out some things. Some of y'all know scripture. He works out how many things? All things for the good of those who love him and are what? 
called according to his purpose. So what is our purpose? Our purpose is to let people know how good God has been to us. And when we do that, God is a rewarder. He's rewarded me so many times, I can't even, I'm like Daryl Coley again. I can't tell at all. That's a good thing. But one of the things that stewardship requires is a spiritual fitness. And spiritual fitness only comes one way. By spending time with the source. If we're not spending time with the source, we're we just playing a game. And the game is that, hey, well, I can keep the front on, but the fact is God ain't looking at that. God wants to look at your heart, and he wants that heart surrendered. That's a key, that's a key component. I used to always think that he wanted me to have all this head knowledge, but he wants my heart surrendered and focused on him. And that has been the success mode for what God has allowed. He's saying, okay, Robert, I want to meet with you in the morning, and I want to share with you some of the things that I'm doing. And so I find those things out in the Word of God. You know, I was sharing with uh, Janice a little while ago. When I got diagnosed with cancer, uh, Good Friday weekend, 2014, I found out in Romans 5, and I read it. And I said, wow, God, not that. I don't know how I got that from that, but I did. And the fact was, that morning at 745, my oncologist, who was a Muslim, came to my office and said, I need to talk to you. And I said, I already know I got cancer. He says, how did you know? I said, it's a long story. But God is such a great God. Now, one of the reasons why I mentioned my oncologist, he's one of my best friends. Brother saved my life. But the fact is this, I'm having some impact on his life too. Because I went to his house uh, during the Christmas holidays. Homeboy had a Christmas tree. (laughs) I'm telling you, stewardship is multifaceted. It's not just about writing a check. Or giving money. See, every aspect of our life, God wants to use. Every smile, every good word, every kind touch, every aspect of who we are, God wants us to surrender it, surrender it to him so it can be used. You know, now, God has used me in a way that is far beyond anything I could ever imagine or think. Because now... In that little corridor of the Central Valley, there's nowhere I can go where people don't know who I am. I can't do nothing bad because people know. They say, he's the chaplain of the hospital. I know him. That's a good thing and a bad thing. But one of the things that that I, I enjoy about that is that people acknowledge me as a man of God. That's the key. So with that, God says, whoever speaks... Let him do it as one who utters oracles of God. Whoever renders service, let him do it as as the one with the strength for which God furnishes abundantly. So that in all things, God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, the Messiah. To him be the glory and dominion forever and ever to the endless age. Amen and so be it. The best thing I have going is Jesus. Because through that, I learned how to be a good husband. Through that, I learned how to serve people. 
Sometimes I even have to take myself out of the equation. That's what God does. But he wants us to bring everything to the throne room for his use and his purpose. God wants to use what you have. And I don't care how big or how small it is. We all have something that benefits the kingdom. Everything that we do, everything that we own, whoever we are, all the words we speak, God wants to use them. And as you probably know, the condition for which we're experiencing right now, Jesus needs to be praised. I'm telling you, he needs to be praised and we need to be the reflection of who God is. See, God allowed, see, he's such a generous God. He so loved the world that he gave. He gave, what did he give? He gave us love in the form of Jesus Christ and he allowed love to form itself and, and, and reside in our hearts. So we got to let it out. You got to let love go. And love happens to work through our gifts and our talents and all those things that we possess that God has given us. He wants us to use them to glorify the kingdom. God is good, man. I tell you. But again, let me warn you, when you get your heart focused and you say, I'm going to do something good for God, look out. Because it's coming. It's coming. When you get this attitude to make a decision to surrender yourselves to God, it's coming. Trials are coming. But I want to tell you this. <coughs> the Bible says, blessed are those who face many trials. Because one of the things that trials does is they help us in our endurance. And through our endurance, we're prepared to edify God. This week when I was telling you I was rattled this week, I had an insurance company call me and they went through, we're going to settle your wife's case for $800. I said, she's still hurt. Shut up. I told you we settled it for $800. I said, I was so angry. I could feel the heat running up my neck, out of my collar. And one of my accountability brothers called me and he says, man, that's what they did to you? Did you cuss them out? I said, I wanted to. But I didn't. I didn't. I kept the treasure of who God is dear. But I did do some things that will work out in the end. Okay, I'll leave it at that. God is good. So one of the key things that we have to establish in stewardship is not only understanding who our source is, but we've got to spend time with the source. We've got to understand the source. We've got to want, you know, when I was in Kansas City, I used to tell people we got to, we got to marinate on the word. Everybody understood that because they knew meat needed to be soaked up. Well, we need to be soaked up in the spirit. We need to be in God's face so much that whatever any of these leaders say, it bounces off us like water off a duck's back. You see, that's how God wants us to do. And the fact is, we can't be living a whole month. Next month, I'm going to do this. And next, you know, we got to live a day. Today, Lord, get me back to Turlock safely. That's a good deal. That's far as I need to go. I don't need to go anymore. Anyway, that's, that's another thing. Secondly, prayer. What do you want me to learn from these situations? What do you want me to know about my gifts? How do you want those things to be acted out or lived out in my life? Those are things that we need to be asking God. 
And I guarantee you, he'll show you. He'll show you. And sometimes you may not like the answer. I don't want to do that. But you said you wanted God to be more in tune in your life and you wanted to do great things for God. That's part of what happens. We've got to be in the word. We've got to pray. I've gotten to this thing of journaling. Now I even write letters to God in the morning. I just write, God, you know, was you, and, and you know what? When we started writing our prayers, one of the things that God allows us to do is focus. Yes. It allows us to focus. We, you know, those people that you're writing about, you say, Lord, bless sister so-and-so who asked me to pray for her. It becomes so real because you start to really embody it. Great stuff. Great stuff. Teach me what you want me to know and show me what you want me to see. In Colossians, it says, Colossians 2, 4, 2, be earnest and unwearied and, and steadfast in your prayer life, being both alert and intent in your praying with thanksgiving. That's another key. You got to be thankful about what God's done. You know what? There's, a, there's this one song that I love, and I even told Eunice I won't just play it at my funeral, at my home going. Lord, I'm thankful for my life. It may not have been all I wanted it to be, but I'm thankful. I'm thankful for every bad thing, everything that changed my direction. I'm thankful for it. That happened, to, that happened through relationship with him. I mean, there were some things I wasn't too thankful about. But I'm saying today, God, thank you. I even thanked him for my cancer. Can you believe that? That's some deep stuff. That pain that I went through. You know, because one of the things that happened yesterday the other day, just, just uh, Friday, I was in the hospital walking through, and this lady had a request to see me. I went to see her, and she just cried. Cried. I said, sounds like me, huh? No, she just cried. <laughs> and... And I said, ma'am, can I help you? She just cried. I said, well, I'll come back. I came back. She was still crying. And so the spirit of God just moved on me and says, talk to her. I says, you know, ma'am, I don't know what's going on with you, but I'm a two-time cancer survivor. I had no idea that the woman had cancer. So her head came up. You had cancer? You still have it? I'm in treatment for the rest of my life. Regardless of what goes on, I still got to meet my oncologist and get injections. She said, what? You look pretty good. I said, well, guess what? You will too. If you trust him, he's going to get you through this. That's how God works. Sometimes we don't even know that we're ministering and we're ministering. But the fact is when we smile and we share the love of Christ, hey, he'll use that. The origin of my confidence comes from being in the word of God. That's the only thing I have. I don't have the money. I don't have nothing. But what I have, I have because of the goodness of God. I'm grateful for my wife, for my life, and for all those things that God has used me to do. And so, with that being said, I'm just grateful. But another key thing about God that we need to understand is that God is generous. And see, as a steward of Jesus Christ, we have to know that we got to be generous if he's living in us. Generosity is a part of the program. It's like I said earlier, it's not all about your checkbook. It's about your smile. It's about your touch. It's about your care. It's about your compassion. It's about your abundant love. It's about all of that. 
See, one thing is that God is saying this. He's saying, I need you to be authentic because in this climate, there's a lot of counterfeit stuff going on. So we need to be zealots for Christ Jesus. That's a good thing. In my ministry role, I feel I need to put something in again so I can give it out. And I need to give. Not grudgingly or of necessity. Because God knows there's something about giving that activates something in God's character for us. We need to know that. God wants us to be generous. Sometimes I love what, where God has me now because, you know, in Turlock, there's 11 different dialects that are spoken. I only speak one. But the fact is, I got a universal language that everybody understands, and it's called love. And, and you know, many times I'm in with my surgery patients, and they'll say, how do I get in touch with you? I just say, call the bald head brother with the bow tie. He'll hook you up. That's who I am. See, it's not about putting myself down, but it's about knowing that God will use whatever I put on the table to allow, to be allowed to serve through. God is good. He wants to use you in a powerful way. Key thing. Give thanks to God in everything, no matter what the circumstances may be. Be thankful and give thanks. For this is the will of God for you who are in Christ Jesus, the revealer and the mediator of that will. God's got something special for this church. But he's saying, are you ready for it? Because with much is given, much is required. God wants to give us so much. He wants to share so much. And he wants us to be confident in him. And the only way we are confident in him is by spending time. God wants you. That's a good thing. Bow with me for a word. God, thank you for your love. Thank you, God, for the grace you share with us each day. God, thank you for those individuals right now that are mulling over what you allowed me to say. And, Lord, I'm praying that your spirit will enhance the thought and the purpose for what you're calling them to do. Each of us has gifts, Lord. I'm praying that you would reveal to each of us your desire for those gifts and how those gifts should be lived out. Thank you, God, for loving us and being a generous and caring God that you are. And it is my prayer for this congregation, this church, for this pastor, that you would just overshadow this church and its leadership and allow them to know that you got them. And once you place them in the palm of your hand, no one can snatch them out. In Jesus' name. Thank you for joining us for this installment of Renewing Your Mind, a web-based ministry of South Bay Community Church, located at 47385 Warm Springs Boulevard, Fremont, California. We can be found on the web at www.sobcc.org. 
We'd like to take a moment to invite you to come and join us in person for one of our dynamic Sunday morning worship services. Services begin at 8 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. each Sunday, and we would be so blessed to have you come worship with us. We'd also love to hear from you a word about how this ministry is helping you renew your mind for the glory of Jesus Christ. So please contact us, and we pray God's blessings over you the rest of this day. God bless.